welcome to another episode of Twirl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and I am so excited for today. Just so you know, heads up, <laughs> if you are staying current with the podcast, March next month is going to be our last month of episodes for season one, and then we'll kick back with season two later in the fall. So we're rounding it out. We're rounding it out, guys, and we wanted to get some of our favorite people on the show before season one was over, and today is checking off one of our favorite people in the world. We have on the podcast today the event director for Glen Larry States, Elizabeth Kirch. She is a dear friend of ours and just such an expert when it comes to venues and what you should look for in them and how to plan accordingly, the things you need to think about. And she just is so great when it comes to all things venue and we knew if we were going to be the go-to spot for wedding planning we needed a venue expert on the podcast so today is that day elizabeth is fantastic and hilarious and you're going to love her and she gives you all sorts of good advice from what to look for in a venue what questions to ask how to go about a rain plan i'm telling you she is hitting us up today with all kinds of wisdom and advice and encouragement just for you as you wedding plan as well so we love Elizabeth. You're going to love Elizabeth. And yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy this amazing episode with the one and only Elizabeth Gerch. All right, friends, we are so excited. We are rounding out the podcast, coming to the end of season one, and it just wouldn't be season one complete without our sweet friend Elizabeth on the podcast. Elizabeth has been a friend of ours for, gosh, years yeah 2010 so we're on like we're getting there eight years yeah wow that's wild but um I try not to be biased about um things that I love but Elizabeth has my favorite wedding venue in Kentucky um Glen Larry Estate out in what is it Paris Mm -hmm. yeah so right on the outskirts of Lexington and so I knew we needed like a, a venue expert on the podcast because people need to know all the things. I was like, you know what? Elizabeth's my girl. So today's the day. We're so excited. It's going to be awesome. Elizabeth's hilarious. So you're going to laugh as well as like get all kinds of, <laughs> she's like, I got to rein myself in. <laughs> Elizabeth, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us kind of the history of Glen Larry, how, tell, tell us all the things. Tell us what we need to know. So funny story and with the farm. So the farm has been in our family in and out since its inception, basically. So our original family home was built down the road from where our farm currently stands. And they took that house down, actually log by log. We'll circle back to that one. And um, <laughs> then they built our main house, which you know as Glen Larry Estate in 1840. Uh, my grandfather is the only one that I had ever had ever been a part of my life that was born and raised in Kentucky. Um, But he tells the story as he would, his father would drive him by the farm every day and say, this is our family home. Um, Your silly uncle sold it um, to go travel around the world on a giant bicycle. And um, well, now here we are. So my grandfather, here we are. And so he would drive by the farm every day and As he got older, it was obviously in his heart and it was his family home and he was sadly, he's now passed, but he 
is just that type of person that when he says he's going to do something, he does it. And so even as a young child, he knew that he needed to buy the farm back one day and have it back in our family. And so he did. Uh, long story how that ended up happening, but a family had lived there. I think there are, if I have this right, three families in between our family and when we ended up buying it back. Um, and he basically just knocked on the door one day and said, hey, do you know the history of this property? I'm, you know, Dr. Larry, and I'd love to get to know you. So hmm. he ended up buying it back. Um, and it was kind of perfect timing because at the time, my husband and I were about to get engaged. And we did. Okay. And we knew that there was no other place in the world we'd ever get married than mm -hmm. at the farm. So that's kind of a little background on the farm. I mean, I have pages and pages and pages of <laughs> like, information. How, how, long <laughs> how long do we have? Actually, let me get my uncle involved. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> we'd be here for months. Um, but it's amazing. And so now, you know, it's, we entrust it with Bluegrass Conservancy. And so it can never be touched. It can never be changed, regardless of it stays in our family or it doesn't. Um, but the hope and the dream and the plan is that it never leaves our family ever again. So it's awesome. And it's a little piece of heaven for us. But we don't live there, which is crazy. Yeah. We have uh, my one uncle and aunt and cousin that do live in Lexington now. This was um, a couple years ago. They moved from Texas over to Kentucky. Fall madly in love with it. Every time we're in town, we are. We just feel like we're home. And it's so yeah. nice. And um, so how we started opening up for events is I got married there. We were living in Los Angeles at the time, got married in Kentucky, and then my husband ended up going to grad school in New York. So we moved back East and I was in uh, corporate event planning for a long time and I quit my job and Steve was in school. It's my now husband. And, um, my mom and I were like, why don't we open up the farm? So other people can get married here. We had no idea if anybody would ever want to. What I, We had no idea, but now here we are. I mean, Steve and I got married in 2011, so eight years later, and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how we got started and how we are where we are today. And we only have a few weddings every year, and we love to keep it that way, and it's special. And I have to say probably 90 8% of our past brides are still in our lives mm, and we I see them that. when we come into town, they've taken their maternity pictures at the farm. They come back and take their baby's first pictures at the farm and it's become something seriously so sweet, so super special, such a blessing for us, for, you know, anybody who chooses to get married at our farm. Um, and we're just kind of one huge family now that just keeps growing and growing bride by bride. So I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Love all that. I always love hearing the history of like how things came to be, especially when it's like family history stuff. So that's the best. I just love that. And hearing how it can become like a legacy spot for other families outside of your own too, for the couples that get married there. That's just, that like makes my heart real happy. But practically speaking, outside of, you know, the farm and stuff, you're our go-to gal when it comes to expertise on venues. We want our listeners to feel like they've got a good grip on how to approach venues when they're, because, you know, everybody's got, got to get married somewhere. How would you tell couples, like, when you're figuring out kind of the aesthetic of where you want to get married, indoor, outdoor, barn, like a sleek, modern art museum vibe like what would you, what's your piece of advice for couples when it comes to kind of figuring out the aesthetic they want when picking a venue honestly before that take any idea that you have in your head of what 
your dream venue costs and throw it out the window. Mm. Honestly, I mean, I feel like so many times people, whether it's a hotel or it's Glen Larry, or it's a, like you said, a beautiful art gallery, or you're flying to New York to get married or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like social media now has kind of helped. It helps us very much, but it also hurts us in a way because in, in many aspects, not just venue aspects, but you know, venue now, obviously in particular, because you see something. And so you immediately think, oh, it is so out of my price range. I cannot afford it. I'm not even going to think about it yet. All you've ever wanted in your heart since the day you were a child is to get married at a horse farm or to get married at, you know, whatever it may be. So take that out of your mind because at the end of the day, you have no idea what anything costs. So go with your heart, not where mom and dad want you to get married, not where your best friend thinks you should get married, not anything. What whether you're, you know, like you, who's been dreaming of your day, your wedding since the day you were born or somebody who, I mean, even me, for example, I never was that person. I never, you know, read wedding magazines. I never knew what my dress looked like. I never, it was just kind of like, yeah, of course, there's no other place in the world I'd ever get married. Um, And so I feel like when really looking for a venue, go with what you want. And that Mm -hmm. should really be your mantra for your entire wedding planning process, you know, because there's so many, everybody around has an opinion about absolutely Uh everything, but, and then hone in on that one thing. I mean, it's also like, once again, has nothing to do with this, but like looking for a house, like you could get so, there's so many choices. There's so, and now, I mean, even in Kentucky, I've seen over the past few years, the venue market has just like boomed, boomed. So hone in on that one aesthetic that you want, whatever it is, whatever you've had in your heart, talk about it with your fiance, because I feel like a lot of times too, girls get so, and I've had past brides even come back and say, I wish I had handled it differently. I listen to conversations I've had and it's me, 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 I, 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 when it should have always been us. It should have Mm -hmm. been we, it should have been what we want, how we feel. So keep that in mind as well, you know, because you are getting married and it's not I anymore. It's Mm -hmm we forever and ever. And this is the one day that kind of kickstarts that. But that would be my, I mean, my only suggestion when it comes to that is don't listen to outside chatter, do what you want, regardless of, you know, what you think cost would be or what you think, oh my God, is anybody actually going to show up or is everybody going to hate this? It has nothing to do with anybody else but you. Yeah, totally. And I think, Man, that's good. I'm like, that's good for just life. Like it is. It really is. It's for <laughs> yeah. life. It's your life. It's not anybody else's. Like you don't yeah. need to be some Instagram superstar. At the end of the day, what it's you. It's you're yeah. the one that you have to go to bed with. Not yeah. all these people that you think you know online that you really don't. Like right. You know. That's good. Preach it, girl. But I think <laughs> I think too, like I mean, what you said right out of the gate of like don't get, I mean, yes, obviously like wedding budget, whatever we've harped on that a hundred times with other interviews as well, but always investigating, email your dream venue, see right. if you can work your budget around it, or you'll, you may be really surprised and it's a lot less expensive than you thought, you know? And you never know either. I mean, you could, I've had, so we do a military discount. It's one of the one discounts that we do because my oh, grandfather was in the military and obviously, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, why not? Yeah. It's what it is. We do too. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's not on our website. It doesn't say 
in bold letters, military right. discount. It's just, you, you never know, you, you know, know, you never know. It could be, I mean, I've had brides, some of our favorite weddings on it. Like we've had gigantic weddings, but we've also had 10 person intimate mm -hmm. surprise weddings or elopements where it's like, I'll get a phone call and they're like, something happened where we want to get married. My husband has to, you know, be deployed or we found out we're pregnant or we're moving or some crazy thing. And it's like, are you available in five weeks? And we're like, of wow. course. And then it's like, well, can you give a discount? You never know. Always ask. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, asking for a discount is tacky or, oh, can you do any better on prices? It's not my friend. <laughs> this is, you're going to spend more money on this day than you ever thought you ever would. And at the end of the day, you're going to be like, oh my God, ask <laughs> For a discount, just ask. You don't know exactly. And then, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. Great, exactly. But they may say yes, and then you're, yeah. Watch now. I'm going to get a million emails after this. So I thought <laughs> you guys, yeah. Tell me about your discount. Yeah. <laughs> Bargain but, shopping over here. Yeah, right. But then too, you may say, "Well, here's our like, you know, base price," and they're like, "Oh, well." I don't even need a discount, you know, right. whatever. We run into that with dresses too. I like, was going to say this. I was actually thinking about you as I was thinking about this today. And I was going to say it's 100% applies with dresses. You yeah. see these gorgeous gowns on the runway. You're like, oh God, I can never afford that. But you never know. Like you guys, you have meant to be, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Who knows? I could say, hey, Liz, I'm dreaming of this blah, blah, blah dress. And you're like, oh, you know what? Just yesterday, somebody brought in that dress to meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Boom. There's exactly. your dress, you know? Yeah. So don't shortchange yourself is, is what yeah. it comes down to. You know, it's your day Absolutely. and it should be as freaking awesome as it could be. Exactly. So. Totally. I love that. That's so good. Okay. Well, practically to once a, so say, let's just hypothetically say like a couple lands on, they're like, we're getting married at Glen Larry. We love it. And, and I'm sure some venues are different, but I would say overall, most like booking process times to book, all of that kind of stuff are pretty in the same ballpark. So can you kind of walk us through like what the booking process looks like? Like how far in advance would you recommend someone either start looking for their venue or booking their venue? And like, you know, are there trends? Cause we have trends in like busy season, not busy right. season. Oh, totally. Like, and of course, I'm for sure you're going to be like, well, summer is the busiest, but also I feel like that's kind of changing a little bit. Talk, talk to us about all that, like booking process, timeframes, seasons, yeah. all that. Um, I would say for us, yeah, actually, yeah, June and July seem to be pretty busy. We're a little different. Like I said, you know, earlier in the conversation, we only do a handful of weddings a year right. and we cap out. Like we don't, we're not a wedding factory. Mm -hmm. It's our family farm. So we're we're protective of it. And so we are particular of the people that book with us just as people should be particular with where they book. So we're a little different in that regards, but I would say, especially being in Kentucky and for us, we have a lot of out of town brides mm -hmm. um, that were born and raised in Paris or in Lexington have left, live all over the world and then come back. Mm -hmm. um, so our biggest seasons are race season. So we're April and we're October. And, that makes and sense. those are our biggest because they want to utilize Keeneland and mm -hmm. for October, obviously like UK and basketball and all of that too. So for us, if you are thinking, and I'm sure that applies to a lot of other venues in town too, maybe not. No, I'm sure that just being in Kentucky, that 
I would say the Keeneland is probably, and a wedding planner would obviously speak more whatever to this than I ever would. But um, for us, our biggest are April and October. And really a year in advance only because just mark it off your list. That wedding list of things that you have to do are so long. Yeah. And I feel like, well, you already found your man, right? Check. Check. Part two, your venue almost is kind of the backdrop to your entire day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, me planning my wedding, I feel like I'd say all of our past brides, actually, when they were planning their wedding, we were the first yeah. vendor that they booked. So lock down your venue because it sets the tone for mm-hmm. your entire, it sets the tone for your invitations. It sets the tone for your florist, for your photographer, for, you know, everybody else, your dress. Yeah. I mean, totally. a, hot- a ball gown at a beautiful hotel downtown versus I'm not sure you would really wear the same type of dress at like our venue, for example. You yeah. totally could. Um, <laughs> you but do. you do you. Yeah. Uh, but I would say lock down your venue first. Um, and anyway, yeah. So I would say that. And I'd say about a year. I mean, I've had inquiries already for 2000. 21, which, yeah, so I'd say probably a year in advance only because to make yourself comfortable. I mean, we have our, the craziest thing, two of our biggest weddings for this year are recently booked. Oh, really? Four months. Shut your face. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I'm like, thank God I'm not a wedding planner. I tell myself that so many times. And I, I mean, we have so many, and I think one of the things we're going to talk about are vendors that we love in town, but, um, so many times I have heard myself to three particular wedding planners who are, you know, bosses and they Uh are amazing and they kill it every time. And I'm like, thank God I am a wedding planner because I don't know how they do it. Like I don't, I'm, like I said, I come from a corporate event background where it's Mm -hmm. totally opposite from weddings. I mean, so God bless them, but they do. But yeah, the point of my story, hire a wedding planner. Anyways, next. Totally. I love that. (laughs) But really, I mean, it's funny. We, we've had a couple planners on and they've said the same thing, but like, it's good to hear it as another vendor saying like, there is so much value. There really is. Yeah. I mean, just that peace of mind. Yeah. And this is another tip. I'm so full of tips today. (laughs) Don't base things off their look. I know they say first impression is everything. Uh Don't book a planner because you like her marketing material. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. Don't book a florist because you like their Pinterest page. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. Actually meet the person. Yeah. Before you hire them. Yeah. Ask for legit photos of past work that they've done. Some of these planners, for example, like maybe they're not the best on computers. Maybe they're not the best at social media, but let me tell you, they're freaking rock stars at what they do. Right. But because of the world that we live in now, it's so focused on social media yeah. and all of these things. And, you know, first impression is everything based off, you know, some pictures that you're in bed at two o'clock and you're like, oh, I want her. She looks like she'd be my best friend and she's so hip and cool and her vibe is awesome. And then you hire her and, and, it's, and it's a nightmare. I mean, yeah. we had an amazing bride, love her to pieces, still in touch with her. So I normally, do, well, I actually do deal with the bride and the wedding planner a lot. Um, but it was just like red flag, red flag, red flag mm-hmm. with her wedding planner to the point where I had to kind of be like, um, something's off here. Yeah. Something's not right. You know, and thank God, Alicia had been hired to do florals uh, um, for the wedding, not wedding planning at all. And 
luckily, you know, she had the time available because had this bride not seen all of these mm-hmm. red flags and then said, help, yeah. um, Alicia was able to step in and kind of take over the wedding. Oh, awesome. But, um, and don't be scared to do that either. I mean, speak your mind. If something mm-hmm. is not right, don't wait until the day of your wedding to be yeah. like, ouch. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. I mean, they always say like bridezilla, groomzilla, blah, 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 blah. You know what? At the end of the day, like you might just, you don't have to be nasty. There's never any place in life to ever be nasty, yeah. but especially, I mean, it's the South. Put a mm-hmm. smile on your face. <laughs> kindly and politely. Uh huh. I yeah. mean, we all know what you're thinking in your head. Let's be real, <laughs> but you don't have to say it, but right. just get what you want. And yeah. I, just don't. Yeah. I don't know. I see. I mean, it, it honestly, it breaks my heart where I see brides who do something because somebody else told them to, or mm-hmm. they hired somebody off social media. Right. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, Mm-mm. yeah, you know? Totally. Yeah. So. Well, and that's, a perfect segue into kind of what the booking process looks like for oh, venues. Is that what we were starting to talk about that we definitely did not even talk about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good. I mean, really, because I think you saying like, do not take things at face value, like go and see and meet the people if you're able. And so for you all and venue wise, like what does that booking process look like for you? Like between like tours and deposits and meetings before the wedding day and yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like with everything else, I can only speak for how we do things. I don't know how anybody else does things. It might be the same. It might be completely opposite. I have no idea, but for us in particular, um, and like I said, I'm in Florida, so we are in Kentucky a bunch during the year. If I'm not there, my mom's there or, Um, we do have awesome relationships. And so uh, this will kind of tie into it. So we do require a few things to get married at our farm. Um, You have to have a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. Um, You're welcome, all you wedding planners out there. (laughs) Um, uh, You have to, and then two other things, you have to use an approved caterer. um, And our list has kind of grown a little bit from that, which is great because of feedback from other wedding planners. Thank you. All of you have given me feedback on that. Good and bad. Um, and then one other thing that's not important, but, um, I typically, I get an email from our website or a referral from somebody. Oh, my friend got married there, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And we talk back and forth and I send them our pricing sheet and we kind of go through it a little bit. And then after that, if they're interested in seeing the farm, if it happens to be a time that I'm there, great. Mm -hmm. If not, um, I first ask, do you already have a wedding planner? Mm-hmm. Because I never want to step on anybody's toes. I'd say maybe eight out of 10 times they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say, okay, awesome. Let me hook you up with one of our favorite wedding planners who know the farm. And not that there's favoritism, but it's just if somebody's going to give a tour on my behalf, mm-hmm. it's great if they've done yeah. a wedding there before because then yeah. they can walk them through it. Whether they, and this is another great thing for, you know, certain vendors who have done this for me in the past is that even if the bride at the end of the day doesn't book us, mm-hmm. a lot of times they end up booking the wedding planner for their own venue. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Like you did me a huge favor. Yeah. It didn't work out that they got married at our farm, but that's kick ass that you got the gig out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
anyways, um, so then they will get a tour of the farm, whether it's from me or my mom or, you know, a vendor in town. If then in the instance that one of our planners that we've worked with in the past, and it doesn't even have to planner, it could be a florist. I've had, you know, a girlfriend of mine who does stationary design. Mm-hmm. plug for five dot design Kristen. <laughs> um, you know she once again is just one of those people who is awesome and lives basically in Cincinnati mm-hmm. but will drive in because she knows the farm like the back of her hand and she's yeah. a great person to show people around oh, yeah. um, so starts with an email normally or a phone call we go over kind of pricing, walk through everything, all the different options, because we're also not cut and dry. It's not, oh, hey, it's, you know, X dollars and this is all you get. We're kind mm-hmm. of another, bring this back to just ask questions, just ask, you never know. Yeah. We're kind of a mix and match kind of farm. Like some people only want, so we have three, I'd say, properties within the property. We have yeah. our big main house. We also have a restored cabin, bringing us back to, history a little bit. So that original family home of ours, that was a log cabin that they took down log by log. Um, When our family started growing and we had acquired the farm back, uh, we would all go into town as we still do for our family reunions. And there was never enough room for all of us. We'd half of us would have to stay at bed and breakfast or in town. And that doesn't really vibe for like a family reunion, right? You're supposed to all be together. So my grandfather decided, well, heck, let's, we had to buy the logs back, which is funny. Um, But luckily they, and this is going to age me, they tagged all the logs, Lincoln logs. Do they even make those anymore? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, And they were able to rebuild the, our original home on the property, log for log with some modern upgrades kind of thing. Um, But once again, totally different vibe from the main house. And then uh, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. Maybe we restored one of our barns. Um, so we really have three different venues on one venue. So we have, you know, white antebellum, beautiful Southern home. We then have a super rustic log cabin and then we have a barn. So, you know, we have brides that their entire wedding is at the barn. They don't mm-hmm. even use that, the main house. And so yeah. it's really mix and match when it comes to us. So they'll get a tour. And then after the tour, um, we either part ways or we then move forward and we talk about, okay, let's mix and match the perfect um, like cocktail for you, kind of, you yeah. know, like how do we make your experience for your wedding exactly how you want it? So mm-hmm. we then talk, okay, cool. And a lot of the time, once again, I'd say probably eight out of 10 of our weddings are full weekend events. So I think yeah. that's kind of for us, not what separates us from anybody else. I mean, there are so many gorgeous wedding venues in Lexington, but what makes us a little bit different is that you basically make it your home for the weekend. So for example, the two weddings that I was talking about previously for this year, um, they're all staying at the farm Thursday through Sunday. So it's like, you're almost getting married at home in a way, like you're there with all of your loved ones all weekend. And so it gives you the ability since we have those three different places on the property is have your rehearsal dinner up at the barn, super rustic, have like a bluegrass band come and play and have barbecue food and have it just like low key and awesome. And then for the wedding, you know, now we're totally switching over to full on white glove service, black tie, Mm -hmm. beautiful wedding. Um, And then after party, big bonfire, different type of vibe at the cabin. So it's a mix and match um, for us. So once we nail that down, we were a little... (laughs) 
anybody who has ever worked with us can probably laugh and just shake their heads at me at this. Our contracts are a little bananas, um, but they have to be because yeah. we have to protect ourselves, and it is our farm. And I've had some wedding planners. And now this is another thing that I don't know if people like or they don't like, but um, we now actually have our wedding planners sign our contracts with the brides. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different, it's another added little level of protection really yeah. for us and for the bride, because at the end of the day, it's all about the bride. And if she's like, if something happens and she, and her wedding planner is like, I, I don't know about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, do you do because you signed the contract. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so we go over the contract. It's a little lengthy, um, but it really, it just makes sure everybody's safe and everybody's covered and don't screw with us and we're not going to screw with you kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't really sound very romantic by any means. But um, I promise you it is a very romantic space. Yeah. Um, and so we sign our contracts. We ask for 30% deposit to hold the date. Um, and then we do 10% and then we do, what is that, 40? And then we do 60 two mm-hmm. weeks before the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're always in contact. We, I mean, a lot of times with these out-of-state brides, they have out-of-state planners who have never worked with us before. And so luckily we have formed these awesome relationships with amazing other vendors in town that we feel confident being like, yeah, here, I will. I mean, it's not my job by any means to send anybody a vendor list. Like that's normally your wedding planner, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're happy to help any way we can. And if we have any questions and I mean, one of the coolest things we have this year is our bride and groom. Uh, the groom is like a professional skydiver. Like they're skydiving in for their wedding. Like stop. But yeah. So once again, <sighs> ask questions. Yeah. You never know what's possible. We have for one of them, um, all the groomsmen, like we're, we have like a, um, like a shooting range over one of our ponds. And so we're having somebody come in and they're going to shoot all day. And it's like, so you fun. just, you never know. The sky's yeah. the limit. I have had some crazy requests, which I'm sure other venues have. And a majority of the time we're like, yeah, heck yeah. We're totally going to do that. Yeah. Um, I keep hoping somebody will glass over the pool. Just throwing that out there. <sighs> Haven't done that one yet, but um, no, we've had some, cool. we've had some pretty awesome out of the box, really cool weddings. And I feel like with a venue like ours and other um, venues out there, the sky's the limit. Just go bananas. It's your day. You know, yeah. do what you think other people might think are crazy. They might not. And they might be like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Does that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, totally. What do you feel like are, I don't know, a couple of the main questions that you're like, make sure you ask these, but you may not think to ask them in the moment. Right. Mm, Really? I don't know. I mean, it would be what's going to make everybody's life easier. So we're a little different Uh in this aspect as well. We only do, if we have an event, it's one event a week. There are no double bookings. There's no one you booked on Friday. This other bride's booked on Saturdays. So you have all week to load in. You yeah. And then you, we really ask by Monday, Tuesday, absolute latest the following week that all everything's gone. For example, and I, I guess this comes up because I had a wedding planner. Because once again, we're a little, we also take such pride in our home because it is our home. Mm-hmm. And so for all of our weddings, we redo all the landscaping. If your wedding flowers are purple, we plant purple flowers around the big tree in the front of the property. Like we kind of go to like, we're next level crazy a little bit. Um, (laughs) But it's also 
for, and once again, this is why I can really speak more to farms than like a hotel, for example, but same thing, like times are key. When can we get in? When can we get out? Is there any overage? Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have any hidden fees for anything. Like we're black and white when it comes to what we charge for. But a lot of times people have hidden fees. Like Mm -hmm. I've heard crazy things like cake cutting fee, um, just banana things. So ask what are, what is every single fee associated with this price? So with paying whatever it may be, this hundred dollars, tell me every single fee that is included in this. And then every single fee that's not included in this, Mm -hmm. that's going to kick me in the butt at the end of the day when now I'm going through my budget and it's like, well, Oh, I I have to pay somebody to cut my cake. I have to pay somebody for this and that. Um, so that is probably a big one. Um, what else? Uh, Parking is always big. Some people require valets, some don't. Um, we also have a very, very short vendors you're not allowed to use list. <laughs> hey, that's, but that's good. I think that's another thing right. to ask. Um, yeah, I mean, having, especially because like we were saying, your venue is one of your first things that you book. And I right. think obviously if anyone's going to have stipulations on what can and cannot come in and out of their doors, it's going to be right. your venue. And so right. I think asking that like, one, the question of like, who do you recommend? But also right. the like, who do you not recommend? Because at the right. end of the day, you want the bride to be happy and the day to be seamless as much as possible. And right. a happy team makes for a happy wedding. So. It really does. And I can't tell you how, I mean, I, we got in a pattern, not so much anymore. Like we've had a lot of new blood come into the farm when it, it comes to like vendors out there. And it's, yeah. we have not had I'm trying to think if we've had any bad experiences with any of these new people that we've worked with and they've all been awesome. Right. Good. But when we get the phone call, I've, I always, I mean, I don't know if I should, I don't know if anybody wants to tell me or not, but I'm always like, Oh, who was your photographer? You know? Yeah. Oh, who did you book for florals? Oh, who did you book for catering? I normally always know, but all of the other ones, yeah. then you wouldn't normally ever know. Um, yeah. But it's kind of fun to know, you know, because oh, then you're like, Oh, you know, and you can kind of plan out how hands-on you need to be Yeah, totally. based off the vendors that are involved. Like I was telling you, you know, before we got on this call, a story about a wedding we had, and I just knew by the name of who the wedding planner was that they booked, I was like, golden. Yeah. This wedding is going to be phenomenal. Bring yep. that back to hire a wedding planner. Um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So questions to ask. Um, any hidden fees? what our timeline is, um, anything that the, because the venue is going to know obviously the best about the venue, right? Regardless Mm -hmm. of if it's a hotel or it's a horse farm or it's a restaurant or a winery, whatever it may be. Yeah. Anything that is maybe just ask the venue, Hey, has anything worked great or has anything not really worked so well that we can kind of keep in mind while planning our big day, for example, um, different, maybe creative locations on site to have the ceremony. Once again, don't just look at the same pictures on social media Mm -hmm. all day long. Think outside the box. It's so fun for us. Um, Going back to, you know, this one wedding we had, when the wedding planner sent me the layout of where everything was going to be, it was completely different from any wedding we've ever had in the past. Mm -hmm. When I tell you this was one of the coolest weddings we've ever had, it was awesome. The photos were gorgeous. And this uh, couple, for example, was like from overseas, like they weren't even living in America. And um, 
it's awesome. Think outside the box. Don't be cookie cutter. Don't, you know, I mean, Pinterest and Instagram is life these days and I totally get it, but just get creative, you know, you don't want to see your own for so, and I'm sure same with wedding dresses. I'm sure you see like there was a trend for like two years of the same flowers, the same dress, the same, this, the same, that. And it's like, why do you want to be like everybody else? You're you do you. That's right. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I even helping with like venue? Yeah, questions? I think so. I don't even know. So no, you're doing yeah, great. You're right. giving you're giving the real talk, which there is what go. we're here for. Yeah. Well, you talked earlier about how, especially with your venue specifically, like you can do like an all week weekend type deal, but I feel like sometimes people are like gung ho. We have to get married at our childhood church or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, what's your recommendation of like getting ready the day of your wedding logistically? Like what's your recommendation for that? Obviously I think the dream is like do everything in the same place, but we get it. If people are like, you know, stubborn about that in a, in a good way, (laughs) stubborn in a good way. Have you had to work with that before? Like what's kind of your bit on that? We, I think we've only had one wedding where the couple got married at a church. Mm -hmm. Um, beautiful, obviously, and then had the reception at the farm. Um, so for that wedding, they all got ready at, they just happened to have, um, family in Lexington. So they got, they got ready in the morning at home, but they came out the night before and dropped everything off. Um, so it was all ready there for them, which makes everybody's life so much easier. Um, and then from the church, everybody, and I'm pretty sure for that wedding, every single person was bussed in. But the bride and the groom left their car at the farm the night before. So because that night they spent the night at the farm. So then they had their cars there the next morning. Um, But yeah, really, whatever is going to make the day the least amount of stressful. Is that Mm -hmm. even proper English? The least stressful. The least stressful. Yeah. (laughs) The least stressful is what you should do, honestly. If you are getting married at a church that is, you know, 30 minutes away from your venue, don't get ready at your venue, get married at, you know, your house that's right next to the church. Mm -hmm. Like just make it convenient for you Mm -hmm. as a bride and for your groom, because you guys are the ones that need to show up. If, you know, grandma Sue from, you know, wherever Louisville is late, well, you're still there, right? It's your wedding. You're still going to get married. So do what's convenient for you on your day, basically. Yeah. And it's so easy to get, I mean, yeah, they can, it can definitely add up cost wise to have that kind of transportation. But at the end of the day, like it's worth it, at least in my opinion, because exactly what you're saying, like whatever makes your life the easiest, Mm -hmm. (laughs) go with that. (laughs) Yeah. And let's say your buses, whatever it is, maybe, you know, before you book anything, do your due diligence. Um, and planners are great at helping out this too. And a lot of them could, you know, throw off numbers because they do this every single day of what right. things are going to cost. So you don't really need to contact the, all your, you know, different vendors or whatever, right. but then lay it all out and then look at it in level of importance to you. Right. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. if you look back and you're like, Oh crap, I'm over budget, you know, what a thousand dollars now go back through your budget before you book all these vendors and, and say, okay, is it really that important to me? Here. Like, what can we shift here? Right. What yeah. can we shift here? What can we play around with? What can we kind of cut? Because, you know, 
X, Y, and Z is way more, you know, high up on my importance list Mm -hmm. than did I really need that at the end of the day? Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, you know? Um, Yeah. So, and same thing with budgets. Budgets don't need to be black and white from the beginning. They can have gray areas. They can mix and match. They can, and I mean, even as you get more into the planning, nothing is set in stone. Right. Really. I mean, your venue's set in stone, your planner's set in stone, but like what your actual flowers are going to look like Mm -hmm. aren't set in stone a year in advance. You know, what your decor is going to look like isn't set in stone a year in advance. I mean, obviously it's easier for everybody, the sooner the better to get things done, but right. yeah, do level of importance to you in your head when you go over your budget. And if buses really help and make everybody's life easier, then try and fit it in somewhere, yeah. you know? Or maybe you don't need that, you know, 10 person restroom trailer that you really wanted. Maybe we can do with an eight person restroom trailer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and this is another crazy thing, which once again, you never know. Mm-hmm. People see, so the three things we personally require, once again, I can only speak for us, not other venues, is wedding planner use one of our caterers and you have to rent a restroom trailer. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from mothers of the brides being like, over my dead body, am I putting a porta potty at my daughter's black tie, 250 person gala wedding? Restroom trailer does not equal porta potty. Okay? Restroom trailers are- They're classy. They're Oh my God, some of them have TVs in them, they have air conditioning, they have music, they have artwork on the walls. I mean, insane. Insane. They're not, restroom trailer does not equal porta potty. No. Throwing that out there. So when you see that a venue requires, because I'm sure other outdoor venues do as well. For sure. Yeah. I mean, but some of them, maybe they do have porta potties on site. I don't know. I don't know. I hope they wouldn't, but maybe they do. But all you mothers of the brides out there and all of you brides and all of you grooms, restroom trailers do not equal porta potty. Oh, another thing with restroom trailers. See, it's all coming out now. It's coming. coming. And this would work at another venue, not a hotel, of course. So take hotel out of all this conversation. Yeah. But any other outdoor venue where you have to have a restroom trailer, if you have your wedding events at different places on the property where Mm -hmm. you have to walk Let's say your, um, for us, for example, let's say your ceremony and cocktail hour mm-hmm. is at one part of the farm. Yeah. And your entire reception is at another part of the farm. Mm-hmm. Don't make your 85 year old grandmother during the ceremony walk all yeah. the way to where the reception is to use the bathroom because that's where the restroom is. That's not nice. Oh, no. It, you know, and then of course, who does it come back on? The venue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not my fault. It was not our fault. How Throw that you? out there. How dare you? Um, <laughs> but if you're going to have like, you know, either your big, beautiful restroom trailer, obviously put it where the majority of your rent's going to be, mm-hmm. but it would be super awesome for all of your guests involved. If you just have just a single one for yeah. that one person who can't hold their bladder from, you know, for the- There's always that person. There's always- there's always one, right? In oh. every single aspect, there's always one for that one person that, uh, that yeah, can't do it. That's good. So, yeah. so really, really focus your entire day on you minus this one aspect. Think of your guests, right? Yes. <laughs> and their bladders. And their bladders. bladders. Pay it forward. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it. So good. So, so good. So let's talk about 
obviously never ideal, but how do you guys kind of handle all that? Uh, we, I mean, we get asked a lot of times what you can do for a rain plan. I mean, and we've had, oh my gosh, this one wedding, for example, I, I mean, we've had torrential downpour yeah. when it has rained. Somehow it has worked out every single time, knock on every single wood piece surrounding us both right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the point where I was, I'll never forget it. The wedding planner and I are standing inside. Everybody's sitting down for the ceremony to start and you can just see it. I mean, that sky is black as night and it is coming in hot. Oh, it's coming in. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, somebody's like, nope, rain plan, stop ceremony. Let's break. So what's the rain plan, right? You yeah, can, let's, you yeah. Always, you know, seat people in the tent, get married on the dance floor. It's not optimal. By but it means, works. But it totally works. Get yeah. everybody hightailing it to the tent. A lot of times we have for our space, for example, we have a huge great room mm-hmm. that you could easily, once again, it's a rain plan, folks. It's not yeah. going to be, not regardless ideal. of where you are, what venue you're at, a rain plan is never ideal. So for this wedding, the wedding planner and I are standing behind the front doors to the house. Everybody's sitting. The groom's already there. Everybody's there. And it's me, the bride, the father of the bride, and the wedding planner. And we're in between. Stop right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to die. Like, this is not it's, it's this is tornado coming. Like, yeah. run. But I, it was just that split moment where I looked at the bride's face and I saw uh, her heart yeah. rumble at the thought. Uh, and I knew at that moment, we're going to do this. So I looked at the bride. I looked at the wedding planner. The wedding planner looked at me and we were like, go, right? Go time. Yeah. Open the doors. Bride starts to walk out. And now like that dark cloud, it's coming. The wind is starting to get crazy. Wedding planner and I ran our asses off as fast as we could, hid behind the beautiful floral arch with the hanging monogram and are on the floor behind the ceremony where they're getting married, holding on to this, ready for this, genius metal structure. (gasps) Risking your life. Risking our life. The things we do for our brides on the floor holding this structure. Well, oh let me tell gosh. you, they got married. The minister sped through everything. Yeah. They got married. And the second they turned, they walked out. Everybody somehow managed to get inside. Those skies opened up and it was woof. Oh my gosh. Downpour. But oh, it's always good to have a rain plan. There's always a rain plan. But just think in that. And I know had the safe thing, of course, call it move everybody to the tent, yeah. close the walls, the, you know, the gla- the clear walls that you can roll down. Yeah. Always have those on backup, by the way, just yes. in case. Um, and I'm sure your planner would tell you that on your rental company. Um, but do what's in your heart, because I promise you in this exact instance, that bride, she would have preferred to be soaking wet in yeah. her dress, but for her to have Bless gotten her. married where she wanted to get married. Yes, and Somebody was looking out for her and all it took was for me and this planner to look in this sweet girl's eyes to say, yeah. we're doing it. We're, we're doing it. You know, struck by lightning. We're on the floor. I'm really <laughs> sorry. Now me running down your aisle is in your wedding video, but hey. You know, it's part of it. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Part of the memory. Um, 
So yeah, rain plans are always good. There's always a way to do it. And regardless of where you are, it's not going to be what you wanted. But at the end of the day, you're marrying your best friend. Like that's what's important. You know, like at the end of all of it, that is what's important. Mm -hmm. So run, get a little wet, dance. Who doesn't like to dance in the rain? I mean, come on. Oh, it's the most fun. (laughs) I've been in two weddings where it has torrential downpoured and one of them was at the beach and it, it kind of similar situation. Like it was stayed clear for the ceremony and then the heavens opened up like as soon as walk back down the aisle but then we danced and literally danced in the rain the rest of the night jumped in the ocean in the rain like and it was so fun and we'll always always remember that so rain plants are not ideal but they can create some really fun memories if you have a good mindset about it so right if you don't if you don't let it destroy your day yeah Yeah. exactly so yeah it's funny the funny thing with this wedding in particular so we got her photos back and the photographer, as any photographer normally would, uh-huh. made the sky behind the ceremony look beautiful of because course. it was pitch black, oh right? My gosh. And yeah. my bride was like, no, I want my original sky. Yeah. This is not what it looked like. I want yeah. that black sky Bloody. because that was so special and that was so awesome. And we did it. And yeah. we did it as a husband and wife. And give me my black sky back. Give me my I, black sky. <laughs> when in your life have you ever heard somebody say, can you not Photoshop me? Right. Right? (laughs) You know, it was good when. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh man. That is, that's so good. Well, what, aside from Glen Larry being a piece of your family, what is it about your wedding venue that made it so special to you on your wedding day? Not, I'm not saying this because it was my wedding, but every single, for us, we were a little different too, right? So I think we only had four people attend our wedding that were actually from Kentucky or had ever even been to Kentucky. So my wedding, our wedding comprised of Los Angeles, Miami, and New York. Like, Mm -hmm. so for us, and we got married in October. So everyone says to this day, this, our wedding was the best wedding they've ever been to because we, because it was full of love and it was a weekend to remember, not because it was just another wedding, but it's because we made sure that we gave a part of our family to Mm. everybody who came. Mm, We gave a part of us to everyone who was there. And I feel like everybody who was there felt that and felt the love that was in the room and felt that, I mean, it's so hard to answer that because it is our farm. So totally. a little different, but if you have the money, ladies, gents, mom, dad, get a rockin' band. Just yes. do it. I mean, my and I'm sure a lot of grooms will say the same thing. My husband didn't care about anything other than marrying me on that day, other than two things. <laughs> the band uh-huh. and the bars. We had maybe three bars in our because my husband was like, when I'm at a wedding, I don't want to wait in line for a drink. No. Don't want to do it. And I don't want to get to the bar and not be able to make the drink that I want. Yeah. So I tell you, I sent the alcohol list to our caterer. And I mean, nobody knew me from, I mean, who's this crazy girl from LA right. with these insane requests? Like, I'll never forget the caterer being like, I'm sorry, what? How much booze do you want? <laughs> you want what at your bars? Um, but that's all Steve cared about. And he, and he took charge. He handled the bars and he handled the band. And when I tell you all people talk about, about our wedding are the bars and the band. Well, there you go. 
nobody could probably even tell. I mean, obviously, well, not obviously, but they could probably tell you I was wearing a white dress of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they talk about the band and yeah. the bars. So that just shows you're going to have a good time. And it could totally be a dry wedding too. I mean, you don't yeah. have to have alcohol to have fun. But if you can, if you're going through that budget list and you yeah. can throw a band in there. Do it. People just want to dance. Exactly. They do. They just want to dance. They just want to have a good time and just make it a party. Make it, mm-hmm. don't make it stuffy. Just have fun. Honestly, exactly. have fun. Relax. You're not going to. You're going to stress your mind out. I know, of course, no matter where you're getting married, you're going to do that. But just try and breathe. And the day of your wedding, don't nitpick things. Mm-hmm. Don't just close your eyes and sit back and say, nobody is going to notice. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. None of it matters. What matters is you're getting married. That's it. Honestly. Period. <laughs> Period. Yeah. And just have fun. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I, I'm going to get married all over again. Right? I'm like, come on. <laughs> we need to do it round two so that I can be a guest at your wedding. Right. At the end of the day, you want to relive your wedding day. And yeah, ready for this? I had a huge hole in my dance floor. Hole in my dance floor <laughs> on my wedding. And I sit back and I mean, it's just like, what are you going to do? Right. You know, it's all good at the end of the day. Don't nitpick things. Try and relax. Nobody's going to remember anything anyways. No. And just have fun. Exactly. Yeah. And I think bringing it back to venue wise, like pick a place that's going to be able to facilitate that for you. Yes. Just and enables you to have the party that you want, the celebration that you have like dreamed about either for five seconds or 50 years. Like pick a venue that's going to enable you to just go big and whatever go big means for you, you know. And we have, I mean, we've had open air, string lights, Mm -hmm. super, super low key, very minimal expense spared weddings. And then we've had over the top you know, super banana pants weddings. I mean, it's, it doesn't, the sky's the limit. Do you? Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's so fun. All right. It's that time of the interview. (laughs) (laughs) We we asked this of every guest on the podcast. Oh boy. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy. This is honestly the question that like Either people know immediately or they're like, this is the hardest question of all. Um, but our mantra here at Twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What is the foundation of your joy? Be honest, be kind, and be true to yourself. Yeah. And that's really all you can do. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think you live that out so well. I, I really try. Do. We try, right? I yeah. mean, everybody struggles every do. now and then. Everybody's. Everybody has mistakes that they make and you learn from that. But I mean, if you're, you know, sometimes maybe speaking your mind isn't, I don't know, the Southern thing to do. (laughs) But um, if you're always honest and you're as kind as you can be and you're true to yourself and you're true to your heart, then you can't lose. So that's kind of what I personally try to live my life by, what we try to exemplify at the farm. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I guess that's. Yeah. That's our tour through life. (laughs) Totally. And like, that's how you cultivate joy in your life is just living in those, those mindsets of honesty and kindness. I mean, I get that. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't Mm -hmm. compare yourself to things that you see on social media. 
mm-hmm. because I mean, as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, trying yeah. to juggle all these things, life is not perfect. No. Don't make it perfect. It's not going to be perfect on your wedding day. It's not going to be perfect when you wake up in the morning. It's not going to be perfect tomorrow, but just do you. Perfection, it can never be attained, you know? Yeah. yeah. So just twirl through life. I mean, seriously, whether, yeah. I mean, whether you take it as twirling in a dress or yeah. you take it as smiling and getting through your day, being the best person you can possibly be, whether you fall down, you pick yourself up, whether you're I mean, your kids are screaming at you to the point where you just want to crawl in a hole and cry, whether it's your (laughs) wedding day and the skies are about to open up on you, do Mm -hmm. what you feel is right in your heart and in your soul and you can't go wrong. Amen, sister. (laughs) Well, if people didn't know you before, they're going to be obsessed with you now because that's just the way it works. When (laughs) Elizabeth Kirch comes in your life, then you're just like, my life is complete and I didn't know it was empty without this person. But uh, tell our listeners how they can follow along with you, either on social media, websites, how can people follow along with Glenn Larry and all that good stuff. So on the internet, World Wide Web, whatever it's called these <laughs> days, um, it's events at glennlarry.com. So on Instagram, we are at Glenn Larry Estate, Larry with one R, ready for that when That was my maiden name. That was fun, right? Yep. Um, what's your last name? Larry. Oh, uh-huh. With one R. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, my grandmother is still mad that I dropped it and didn't change it to be my middle name. Nope, definitely did oh, not. How dare you? See you, bye. Um, so Glenlair, G-L-E-N-L-A-R-Y estate. Um, how else? You can call me, not giving you my phone number, but you can email me and I'll give you my phone number. Email is elizabeth at events at glenlairy.com or harass Ty and Liz and they can tell you how they to find connect. me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this has been so fun. I wish you lived in Kentucky. I know. I tell myself that all the time. We had a time period in our life where we were kind of, we had some months before moving from New York to Florida. And I was like, Steve, why don't we just hang out for six months in Lexington? And he's Uh, like, yes, really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, but I know you'd never leave. And I was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. But what is it you always tell me? You're like, I just, but I have to have my ocean. I have to have my water. That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, born and raised in Miami. I just, I, so yeah. So sadly for me, it would never work out to be a full-time residence, but you know, I'm lucky enough that the farm is my second home and yeah. yeah. We just, when you come back, we need to do um, a pizza and Prosecco night by the pool again. My favorite. It was yeah. the best. Maybe was some best. added Prosecco, which would then lead to a nighttime swim. Um, done. Okay, perfect. Done and done. I love it. Oh, Fred, this was the best. Thank you so much. No, thank you guys. This was so fun. Wasn't that awesome, y'all? I'm telling you, Elizabeth is our girl. And seriously, this is, yes, we talked about venues, but I just really want to pitch Glen Larry Estate because y'all... It seriously is like the antithesis of the perfect Kentucky wedding. If you're a, if that's what you're going for, if you want that classic Southern horse farm wedding, please reach out to Elizabeth and see if you can get married at her incredible family farm. It's incredible. I'm serious. I, I am biased, <laughs> um, but just trust us. It's incredible. You would not regret it. Or even if you can just go and visit sometime, it is worth it 
the trip and if you ever get to meet Elizabeth in your in your time out there you're just blessed all the more for that so we hope you guys learned some stuff today we hope this was helpful I hope you get some laughs along the way because it's just bound to happen with that one <laughs> and if you loved what you heard today guys you know the drill please 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 leave a five-star rating and a kind review on twirl talk podcast over on apple itunes podcast if you want to connect with elizabeth please go to our website twirlboutique.com podcast and you can find ways to connect with her and more information about anything we talked about today in that episode and if you want to follow along with us you also if you've heard it once you've heard it a thousand times we are over on instagram at twirlex and at twirl talk podcast we love you guys we are so grateful for you and we hope you have a great rest of your week we'll see you next time